What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with a special edition of the Data-Driven Daily Tip. In this episode, I open up about how I deal with emerging technology, what my biggest pet peeves are, instant gratification, how I got around not wanting to party as a teenager but still make friends and be social, and why and how I moved to Valencia, Spain and run my company from there with six teammates and nearly 100 clients in the U.S. Special thanks to my good friend Q. Harrison Terry for taking the time to sit down and interview me. I hope you enjoy it. Paul, what's up, man? It's a pleasure. What's up, Q? I always like talking to you, man. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. This is one of the first of many conversations we're having with like future thinkers at large. And what's fascinating about you, just being an inevitable human member and just the, the, the path, the journey at which you excel through emerging technologies, to me was fascinating. I wanted to share that with a few people. What, where I want to start though is you see a new emerging technology like voice. A lot of people, they just, you know, stop they look at what's going on, they assess, and they're just constantly churning what's that big idea or how can they make their first million and sometimes even billion dollars. It seems like you're saying, hey, let's take a bunch of small bets and like let's build a community and a business around that community. But instead of going the one to many approach, you're saying, let me help enable a ton of people and this might not be the thing that makes you that million or that billion, but this is gonna give you a lot of insights into the future. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, um, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who uh, say they're gonna do something and they never do it. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. so because of that, uh, I became very, very tactical and detail-oriented around like a big idea. Okay. Like, I wanna execute a big idea. I wanna have a big idea come to life and, and monetize that. But you can only do that if you know how to execute it and how to get detail-oriented. Now that's fascinating because most people, they think about just the, the technology at large and they see that as the, the, the big idea and they like force everything to fit. You, on the other hand, are saying like, hey, I have to think about it from this tactical standpoint. What got you there? Like, what was the, the foundational underpinning of like that thinking and an yeah. emerging tech? So we all love instant gratification at some level. Right, right, right. Some of us get it in different ways than others. I get instant gratification out of uh, solving someone's problem. Okay. So if you think about solving a problem, most people think about like the long game of solving the problem. Totally, AKA totally. like the product launch and like yeah. the pop and sizzle around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about like, uh, I know that I can figure something out for you and show you progress like, like in an hour. Okay. Or less. Yeah. And so then I can feel good about myself the rest of the day and you can feel good about me. Right, right, and right. And that's how I get, so like that's, I'm super micro, right? Yes. In, in that regard. Okay, so by focusing on that, what was like the first, like, do you remember the first time you like just realized that you had instant gratification internally yeah. from solving other people's problems? Yeah, yeah, so like when I was 15 years old, uh, I didn't really like uh, being an attendee at a party. Like okay. my friends would want to go out and yeah. party, you know yeah. what I mean? And <laughs> I didn't want to miss out on that. Like at I 15, like my friends, you, hang you know what I mean? No, I didn't want to miss out. Like I, want I, want, I wanted to go. Oh, okay. I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so my problem was like, I didn't really know how to be like social at the party. Like right, I, didn't, right, right. I didn't want to be like the attendee at the party. So my solution for that was, I want to be the DJ at the party. Oh, you were a DJ? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I was also a DJ. 
No way. Seriously. I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Already cool. So, uh, records, right? Records. Turn, turntables. Yeah. Technique 1200s? 1200s, baby. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I had the you, Rain TTM 52 mixer. Okay. So that's I didn't go best cross, X. But yeah. you were crossfade. smooth. Yeah, yeah, it was super smooth on the yeah. crossfade. Yeah. I mean, for the people that don't know, like, he's a real techie. Because DJ, <laughs> I feel like DJs are the real techies. Yeah, yeah. You're just making things work, taking yeah, cable yeah. here. But coming back to that, okay, so you're, you're, you're spinning at the parties. Yep. You're now a part of the scene. That evolves into this new era where you like now have a company. Yeah. You live where? For the people that don't know. I live in Valencia, Spain. That's so fascinating to me <laughs> because you started a company in Nashville, Tennessee, right? Yeah. And you live in Spain. Yes. How yes. does that work <laughs> at at large, just in general? Like, yeah. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. It like blows people's minds when I tell them that. What's the time <laughs> hour difference for the people that don't know? So between my t core team and I, yeah. seven hours. Okay, so seven yeah. hour time difference. That's, that's cool because you can work on stuff while they're asleep and they can work on stuff while you're asleep. So you've kind of got like the globalization uh, happening. That's pretty cool. But like, tell me why and how you go to Spain to become an entrepreneur or be a business owner or yeah. like, what's up? So most of us want to retire. Yes. And we want to retire and enjoy life. And the things that we want to do when we retire pretty much always include travel, spend time with family. I could, yeah, I could agree with that. And so my super smart wife had the idea a few years ago, why wait? Smart we can wife. serve clients anywhere. And if we build up enough trust and reliability, which yeah. that's what we do, because right. we work hard, we solve those problems. And if we do that, then why not travel now and give our kids the experience now and, and live it now? That's so fair, that's, that's what fair. we've done. Yeah, so when it, Walk me through it. Did you start the company in Nashville and just know you were always going to Spain? Or did you like just say, hey, I'm going to take it piece by piece, and then you pick Spain because of a specific reason? Like, yeah. What was the thought process there? Well, so when I met my wife, we met when we were uh, in college okay. at Michigan State. Okay, and so, West Coast, uh, or not West Coast, Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's a traveler, and so I knew when I met her, like, I can't change her. She's always going to want to travel. And sure enough, when we got married, we started talking about when... Right when we got married, she's like, when can we get out of Michigan? When can we get out of the United States? When can we go to a Spanish-speaking country? And so I kind of knew when I married her, like, we're going to move to Spain one right, day. So right. 15 years later, okay. we, 13 years later, we moved to Spain. <laughs> 13 years later, yeah. 13 years in the making. And what's it been like? Tell me about that experience. It's been um, amazing experience from the regards that, like, I just didn't know what I didn't know about mm -hmm. the world until I got it. It's, it's like, it's like, sabra, an, right? it's like an, what's that? Nunca se sabra. Si. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, so like you don't it's like technology and what we talked about earlier it's like yeah. uh, you don't know about the emerging technology until you become the practitioner in it and so when yes, we became yes. the practitioner in like moving to Spain and living in Spain and it's been amazing to meet people from around the world it cha it's changed my life 100% so for someone that is in their mid-career they want to be an entrepreneur they kind of have established themselves in some geo geographical footprint that is in point A. Yeah. But they have this destination in mind that's point B, and they don't want to reinvent themselves. What advice would you give to that person? Okay, so there's something that you love in life, 
And if you really want to move, if you really want to get geographically from point A to point B, you have to go hard into what you love. And so for me, at age 15, it was DJing, and yeah. that was the unlock. Right. Instant gratification came from playing a song, and then the money came from DJing the party. Yeah. And then I had like the leverage and the flexibility to do a bunch of other stuff. Wow. And so that's really what it what it is for anybody. So if you really want to move geographic locations and have like a true remote business, like actual remote business. Mm -hmm. You have to hone in on what it is that you love to do, because if you do that, you can take that with you anywhere, and you need to think less about the money side and think about more about the happiness and the fulfillment side that you would get out of the move. Got it. And so you've optimized, at this point, your lifestyle yeah. so that you know it best suits you, your family, and then your business. And I want to jump back to your business. What is it like for a client to be partnered with data-driven design. I know you're futuristic. I know you're showing me the future of voice and how that integrates with WordPress. I know you can help me with the content strategy, but it's not every day an agency exists in two places that is, you know, this small. If you don't, don't not as a, no, not, yeah. not as a dish, I'm just saying. Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. We, 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 we like being small and we're proud of that. And we, we, so actually, we lead with who we are. Okay. We lead with exactly who we are. Yeah. So when you talk to me in a new client call, yeah. or a prospective client call, I'm telling you, we're a small, scrappy, eight-person agency. We don't have an office. I'm just telling you that flat. Right. Like, so you, you get, like, we're not fancy. And so that kind of unlocks the whole ability to say, like, we do good work regardless of where we are. Mm -hmm. I'm in Valencia, Spain. My yeah. team's in Nashville, Tennessee, Seattle, and Miami, and there it is. And then how does the creativity change? Because an agency, the difference between working with a, sure. a standard agency is you get like, you get you know what you're getting. You're, sure. you're getting not necessarily the proverbial like grunt work that everyone's getting without the agency, but you get like, this is on brand. This is like, you know, turn of the year. This is like, we, we fit, and we're not necessarily leading the pack, but we're in the pack and we're in that class. Yeah. When you work with a smaller agency, you get a lot of that guerrilla marketing outside of the box, like, let's try it different, and sure. like, the energy is just, it, it's, it's, it's an experience in itself. Sure, absolutely. How do you cap capture that? Because I feel like, just communication, like yeah. if you miscommunicate something, there's a seven hour delta between your team figuring it out and then you figuring it out and that can compound yeah. over time. And I think if I were like a potential client, like isn't that a challenge you, you face? Like it's yeah. like a fear that they they look at? Yeah, so there's a couple core things we do to build that culture. Yeah. One is we make sure that we all get together at least a couple times a year in okay. person. You have to do that. In Spain? Uh, not yet, okay. but right. com coming, coming soon. soon. <laughs> coming got it, got soon. it, got it. And then the second thing we do is we'll do like a remote happy hour. We'll schedule a Zoom conference mm -hmm. for 15 minutes. Yeah. And everybody will crack like some of us sparkling water if you don't drink. Some of us will crack a beer if you do drink. And, you know, we will just say like, what are you doing today? Like, and talk about personal stuff. Yeah, and that gets the, it's like the water cooler. You're yeah. recreating the water cooler experience, but yeah. digitally. And that allows for creativity to manifest and yeah. foster. And we'll say like, Shut down Slack, shut down email, only be on this Zoom conference for 15 minutes. That makes sense. Well, it sounds like you've got an incredible culture at data-driven design. I'm super impressed by just your ability to just think about the future at large, not necessarily only for a business or only in a technological environment, but 
your psychological and your family and like, you know, the lifestyle that you've created. I mean, that's what a future thinker looks like. So thank you for taking this time. Thanks, Q. I love being part of the community. I've never been happier in my life and I look forward to continuing to work with you. Thanks, man.